Front Porch Confessional, your weekly legal podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 194, and welcome back to my front porch. Hope you all are doing well. Hey, uh, a quick announcement. Um, I'm going to take the next two weeks off of podcasts. Um, I'll be doing some traveling, uh, speaking. I'm I'm speaking at two different camps. Uh, Actually, today we'll be headed to Northern California to go speak at a camp that I've been speaking at there for a while. So I'm going to be out for the next couple weeks. I will uh, pick up in July and we'll go from there. But um, I, I think at this point we've got a deep enough benches, bench of podcasts that you can go back and listen to other ones uh, if that's a part of um, your routine. But um, one of the other things I was thinking about is I saw a post, I don't know, a pastor put it out, and it said uh, something like this, uh, like a podcast is not a substitute for scripture. And I agree with that. This podcast is not a substitute for uh for scripture. It's not a substitute for you going and spending time um, to do that on your own. No, it's it, it, this should be like a really good bridge. That's the hope. The really good bridge is that as you're kind of working through, and, and I know for many of you, like uh, I've gotten lots of emails and lots of things from people saying like, I just, you know, I just needed something to kickstart something. That's great, but don't let it just stay here. Allow yourself to take that next step and to really sit with, I mean, honestly, like this tangible paper book called the Bible where you dig in for yourself. And I would love nothing more, and hopefully I've been pretty clear over the years, uh, for you to take the passage that we're going through and read the context. And the context is simply, where does this passage live, right? Uh, It's, you know, we're only ever doing one or two verses. And so you should read the whole thing, read the whole chapter, read two or three chapters, the the two before, the two after. That's going to give you the context of where this passage lies. So it's really important. Would love to encourage you to, one, we're grateful that people listen to this podcast and it's kind of becoming a, a place where we're learning and growing together. But want you to take that next step into digging in on your own um, by yourself in a quiet space and where you can listen and hear from God. Uh, but I love, I love, and I'm so grateful for all of you who tune in. So grateful for those of you who give on Patreon. Really appreciate it. Helps this podcast get going. And it helps me to do things like write the devotional. Um, and uh, so we got that done. And, and uh, so grateful for those of you who can who helped through that. I mean, many of you donated so that we can do that. And then many of you have bought the devotional. So thank you so much. Appreciate that. Okay, giving in to our passage today. You know, sometimes when I'm doing this, uh, I always I feel a little like this is so it was so good for me. This passage, this as I was processing through this, it was so good for me as I as I went through this. And I, I love this passage. Romans 1, 19 through 20 says this. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. There's another translation that talks about it's intrinsic. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have, this is great, no excuse for not knowing God. I, uh, I, I remember my first time flying into Seattle. I was speaking, uh, this was a long time ago, maybe... 
uh, maybe 18 years ago. I flew in. Uh, I was speaking at a camp in northern Washington. We flew into Seattle, and uh, we rented a car. And I was driving in the car, and I was, you know, looking in my rearview mirror to, like, see if track of it's coming. I'm like, what is that? I'm like looking behind and I realize what I see, what's covering my entire mirror, rear view mirror, is Mount Rainier. And I had never seen anything like that. At, at that time, I, uh, you know, we were uh, living in Chicago and I, I remember like l- looking back, like I'm surprised I didn't kill somebody. And I was like, I, I couldn't believe it is so ominous. It is massive. If you've never seen Mount Rainier, Mount Rainier, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, you, you think like in Alaska or somewhere there, you would see something like that. But in Seattle, it, it's like unbelievable. And I was so captivated by it. I kept saying, Patty, I can't believe that. I cannot believe how magnificent it was. You know, I, 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 I can't. Be- and this is what this passage is talking about. Because, you know, you know God. You know God. You experience him every day. And there is a real reason why I am encouraging all of us all the time to go outside, to take a breath, to watch some birds, to look up at the stars, because you will experience the power and the presence of Almighty God. You'll experience that. That's why I'm always encouraging, come on, get outside, take a breath, Go for a walk. Go experience this. This is not just true of you, but it's true of everyone on on planet Earth, right? You can't get away. You cannot run away. You cannot get away from the glory and the grandeur of God that is all around you all the time. All the time. You know, I, I, I love traveling internationally. I've been doing it for a good portion of my life. I love it. I love going to different places. I love eating different foods. I love it all. It's like, you know, for me, it expands my mind and my understanding uh, of who God is and how great he is. I just think I have things figured out, but it's a pinprick. It's just a pinprick just here on earth. Like I can't even, as I go to different cultures, I can't even believe the way they live, the way they think, the way they eat. It, It just blows my mind and it just invites me into something. And I have been to some of the most remote places uh, around as I've been traveling, just completely remote. You know, I've been to villages in, in Kenya and in, in India where they have never seen white people, right? And when, when I arrived, they're like, they keep touching my skin because they couldn't believe it was real. They're like, oh my gosh, that was like blowing their mind. It was blowing my mind that it was blowing their mind, right? Those people, as remote as they are, know, they know that Yahweh is real. They experience him every day through the seasons, the sun, the moon, and the stars. Through storms, through birth, through death, it's all declaring a transcendence, the transcendence of God. This is called general revelation. This passage that Paul is talking about is about general revelation. God is revealing himself through all this created order that's all around him. See, but there's that curiosity inside of us, and that curiosity is calling our names deep inside of our souls every single day. Every single day. 
And, and, and with that, I, I have a thought, something I was processing through that. I'm like, I think this could be helpful. Um, you are in the middle. That's right. You are in the middle. You were born with an instinct to believe that God created you and everything around you. Right? Genesis 1.26 tells us that we were created in the image of God, Father, Son, and Spirit. In our image, it says. We are created in His image. Genesis 2.7 says that He breathed, breathed life into our nostrils. Also, everything around you is confirming this inclination and instinct in your heart and mind. And mankind stands in the in the middle of these two realities, this internal thing that's going on inside of us, this external thing, and we kind of stand in the middle of these two realities with a precious but dangerous gift from God called free will. You have the precious gift, a decision to make. Who will you worship the creation or the creator that decision is as old as creation itself and it has wreaked havoc havoc on god's holy plan but of course and i hope you know this god was not surprised you know and i think this is really important for you and i to get our heads around so important Right? Jesus' death and subsequent resurrection was not a last minute divine knee jerk. It wasn't like, oh crap, there's sin. We got to do something about this. No, alongside of the magnificent creation, humanity, and free will was a rescue plan. His love for us is more beautiful than any sunset or starry night. His grace and his mercy is more magnificent than the birth of a baby. As intentional as he was with every synapse that he placed in your brain, and just in case you're curious, there are 125 trillion synapses that make you work every single day. He was more intentional with his presence. Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. This life and this world is not about you. It's about a God inviting you into his intentional presence. His eternal presence that has always been and will always be. Right? We... But it's interesting to me that we tend to battle God when we should just be in awe of him. Everything you need to know about him is displayed right before you every day. And even, you see, every day, that reality is real for you, right? And even when you fail, he provides grace through Jesus to cover a multitude of sins. 
And the question that is being called out in us is this. How will you respond to this? How will you respond to this divine revelation that... uh, that's all around us? How will you respond to this general revelation that's all around us? Everything is speaking and proclaiming his name, his glory, his grandeur, his nearness. How will you respond? And I know for a lot of you, man, life is, it's been hard. You've been dealt a bad deck, it feels like. And that's why passages all throughout scripture saying, even when it's bad, he orchestrates things for good. He's always got you in mind. And you're no different than anyone else. No one's story is different. In fact, the great common denominator in all of our stories is Jesus, is rescue, is love. And that doesn't matter if you live in the deepest, darkest villages of India and Kenya, or you live in the most opulent places here in America around the world. His love, his grace, and his mercy are all the same. And so Paul is trying to awaken our imagination, reveal and have us pausing, wow, how beautiful, so that we look to Jesus, so that we worship him. Because all of creation is calling us into an all-loving God. It's calling us into the loving God. That's why it's so beautiful to sit and go for a walk and reflect because all of creation is going to echo his love, declare his love, and for you to receive that love and live in light of it. The question here is this. How will you respond to the way that God is calling to you daily. How will you respond to that? Will you reject it? Will you actually, I mean, if you move forward in this passage later on, it talks about how instead of worshiping the creator who placed all these things for his nature or for his divine nature to be revealed, we start worshiping nature. We start worshiping the creation. And he releases us to the desires of our heart, which means there's a problem. Who will you worship? Joshua says, choose today who you will serve. Who will you choose to worship? Father God, we need your help. As always, we need your guidance. Thank you for your creation that is calling you. You're not hiding. You're not not kind of hiding and humanity has to kind of figure it all out. No, 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 no. It's all laid out before us. And so we receive it. We receive it and are trying to live in light of it. So, Take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.